We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Barney of Barney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com. Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to VasaTrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa. Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply. Hi, Sonny. We're back, mate. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Uh, yeah. Monday, Monday check-in. Swimming. Yeah. What's going on? Mate, I'm live from the office in Boston. This is the offices of any question right here. If anyone was interested, this is where I come to work now. Uh, living in Boston and uh, reporting to work every Monday morning now. So it's a, it's a big Monday for me. We usually have big Mondays. We usually have our, our staff meetings sometime around 10 o'clock on Monday. So everyone will be coming in soon. So I'm, I got in early today. I'm, uh, what's well, 8 o'clock in the morning here in Boston. What time is it for you? It's just gone 1 p.m. And uh, as you just saw, I've had my, I've got my coffee here. I just had my croissants. We had a long weekend uh, over yeah. in the UK here. It was the Devon County Championships. And mm. I was on poolside for 13 hours yesterday. So I gave myself a lie-in and mm. I've had an easy morning. I've not had a productive morning like you, Brett. So, uh, And, mate, you had some PBs this weekend already, hey, with your team? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was great. I mean, like the little guys, you get PBs every time they get in the water. They grow a couple of centimetres in a month and, you know, <laughs> they drop five seconds. But some of the older guys on my team I was really happy with. We had one guy whose PB was from the European Junior Championships final last summer, shaved. He's 19, so not a kid. And he's yeah. just dropped a 50 breast PB, which is his main event. Like, you know, first long course meet of the year. So I was super stoked about that. And so was he. So, yeah, good stuff. Cool, mate. Well, listen, we had a lot of action actually around the world. There was some NCA action. There was some some action in Australia, some Europe stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of swimming going on. We can chat about it. I did want to say up front, uh, something cool kind of dropped over the weekend or just before the weekend. We uh, we kind of released a uh, 
agreement and partnership with Asuka. This is coming from Nate himself, the man. Uh, he came to me a couple of months ago, actually, and said, listen, I think we should approach Asuka about having a partnership where we go back and we we recreate these old talks from from the Asuka archives, you know? So I was like, I'm going to go talk to them and see if they're up for it. Um, you know, kudos to them. Asuka, you know, jumped on board here. They're all about it. And um, I think it's a fantastic partnership here with Asuka. And the first release came out this weekend where we released uh, Doc Councilman. I think the talk itself was was fairly short, you know, somewhere around 15 minutes. But, uh, you know, it was, it was brilliant. And, you know, I, uh, Nate used this AI to kind of go through and, and recreate this uh, Doc Councilman talk. And uh, so definitely get on it. Check it out. I think right now it's it's easily found on Apple uh, Podcast, where you can find our podcast, Inside with Brett Hawk. Go to Apple Podcast. You can listen to it there. I think it's going to come out on YouTube from what Nate tells me as well. Uh, we also chopped it up and we put some clips out on my Instagram, which have which have been a hit. A lot of people have been commenting and checking out those. Doc, Doc, Doc spoke 50 years ago, Sonny, 50 years ago. I mean, and he's saying things that are relevant today in the world of swimming, which is just insane to me. I, I mean, I've, I've listened to it and everyone really should go and listen to it. But I think first what I loved about it was how short it was. You know, if you've not got an hour and a half to listen to one of your full podcasts, it's 15 minutes of just awesomeness. Mm. Uh, again, like if you've got a small journey, small car drive or something, you can stick it on. It's great. But, you know, I gathered it must have been from 70s or 80s based on the talk of Spitz and, and some of the other guys around Gary Hall. Yeah. Um, senior, that is not the not not his son mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how good they are at swimming. I gathered it was 70s or 80s, but. It's so relevant and it's so honest as well. You know, like he's not talking about coaches being better than others. He's just talking about the best coaches, basically having the better swimmers and yeah. the swimmers making the coaches look great. And and that's that's the reality of the world we live in. You know, if if you get lucky and you get some great swimmers, you look good. And yeah, yeah it's uh, and wow, what a way of speaking Doc has as well. Like he he just he brings you in, right? Yeah, uh, look, uh, I actually felt like the AI guy at some point. I listened to it a couple of times. I felt like the AI guy was Doc Councilman in the end. You know, it sounded sounded very Doc-like. It sounded like someone speaking 50 years ago. So Nate did a good job of selecting the person that was actually reading Doc's words. But these are Doc's words. These are word-for-word -word things that he said 50 years ago at this talk. And I guess it was an infamous talk. You know, it was called the X Factor. You know, the X Factor where uh, Doc is talking about these talented athletes you know and he's basically saying look i just get out of mark spitz way now obviously we know that doc was a brilliant coach and part of the part of the brilliance is working with his, his psychology so basically telling you know mark spitz that he's a brilliant swimmer is part of the psychology of having someone believe it as well you know but there is there is the element of this and i think kim bracken brought up this point of like brett did you do that with your athletes and for sure you know for sure you know i, I there's a point in time where you just got to get out of Caesar Caesar's way. You got to get out of Fred Busquets way. You got to get out of Ariana Vanderpool Wallace. Like these, these people are just so skilled and so talented that yeah, you guide them and you, and you, but at some point they can do things that, you know, other people can't do. 
right and it's just like you let it you let it happen and so yeah we're we're very lucky when we have swimmers like that in our program and i think we've seen we've seen a lot of that this weekend you know bob bowman's got one back in his program right now where obviously bob's guiding leon marchand he's guiding this kid but this kid's a freak talent and everybody knows it and um and i think at some point you just gotta let leon be leon you know and uh yeah, so it's it's pretty incredible, this doc talk. So I think, look, there's more to come on the Asuka talks. We're releasing, I think, one every couple of weeks. Nate told me who the next one is. It's going to be pretty exciting. I know that a lot of people um, said that the next talk that's coming is one of the best talks in Asuka history. So we'll, we'll see where it goes, and we'll keep pumping these out. Uh, pretty pretty cool stuff, you know? Yeah, uh, I think we'll probably get to talk about the NCAAs, but I thought let's talk about australia long course first so we've mm -hmm. got sam here over at mid it's midnight australia so uh mm -hmm. yeah cheers for tuning in sam um you know you can go to sleep listening to me and brett chat what a dream hey um <laughs> but there was some there was some racing over in uh australia this weekend um and kyle chalmers went up in well everything he he done the 100 freestyle and the flies and the sprint stuff but he also raced the 800 freestyle which i mean for someone who is a sprinter Brett, what's he doing? What's it? What's going on in the eight hundred freestyle, mate? I don't know. Again, again, this is one of those guys. You know, you can't you can't put limits on people like this. You know, Kyle Chalmers is a freak talent. He knows his capabilities and his limits, and he's he's exploring them uh, by putting an eight hundred free on. Look, uh, I put a clip up on on my Instagram again of Kyle talking about this on our podcast, where he talked about his love for aerobic swimming and training and. I think he's just applying that to a race now, like, you know, just, uh, just exploring. But, but 822, oh, mate, I couldn't, I couldn't have come anywhere near that if you had have chopped it up, <laughs> chopped it up into hundreds on uh, 10 minutes. I still couldn't have come near an 822, you know? So uh, good for him, you know, if he's got that ability. Uh, look, I, I would love to see Kyle Chalmers, um, you know, getting his top end speed better than it is i mean look he, he he's done it short course now but i i want to see kyle get his top end speed to a point where uh he can get out on that 50 super competitive and and obviously we know he can close like like anyone uh like nobody actually on earth you know maybe him and popovich are, are the two best in terms of closing that 100 free but look if i if, if we want to see kyle chalmers get under this 100 freestyle new world record that that's around I do, I still do think he's going to work on his top end, but look, uh, eight twenty two, good for him, mate. It's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. He did, uh, yeah, he did get beaten by a young guy in the hundred free, which is pretty cool as well. So you know, a young Tasmanian guy, I think, went went a forty nine to beat him, and mm. there was also some Japanese guys at that meet. I'm not sure if you saw Brett, but in the four am, a guy dropped a four twelve, a Japanese guy, young guy, seventeen which wow. was 10 seconds quicker than he was in January last year. So, you know, Jack, Japan just seemed to have an abundance of guys that are just good at them sort of events, like the 4am, for example. You know, 4.12 is a time that finals at most major meets ever. And, you know, some guy 17, just never heard of him. Um, so there's some cool Japanese swims there as well. Um, and I guess we've got a lot more long course stuff coming as well. There's the Flanders meet um, going on. There's... Next weekend, I think, is the the Luxembourg meet in Europe, um, mm. in, in Belgium, which, no, in Luxembourg, Luxembourg is his own country. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> that, that, you know, Sarah Strosham's racing for the first time and, and so many more great athletes. So, um, yeah, long course, uh, exciting stuff coming. But 
probably now time to talk about yards. And um, there was quite the uh, excitement this weekend because basically we had two dual meets. We had ASU versus Stanford and then ASU versus Cal. And, uh, you know, as far as I know, ASU sort of reached out to both of these teams and said, we're going to put suits on. They've, you know, Bob's been tweeting about wearing suits for dual meets and he's putting he's putting his action into words, words into action and, and suiting up for this dual meet. But Stanford were like, yeah, we're going to suit up as well and we're going to we're going to race you. But Cal, who are the champs, stuck to their own way and said, no, no, we're going to just wear our speedos, but then got destroyed. Um, yeah. You know what was the score, Brett? Yeah, well, listen, the, the Stanford uh, ASU meet was 186 to 114, you know, a, a beating, but but still reasonable. But then mm-hmm. the, the Cal meet the next day when they didn't wear the suits was 211 to ASU to 87. I mean, that's not that's not a competition. That's 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 a complete beatdown. That's a, a one-sided event, almost like a time trial, and I think that's the way it ended up becoming is that, you know, these ASU guys were just laying times out. We saw Leon... Yeah, breaking NCAA records at that meet where where he went that 400 um, IM, you know, NCAA record. So, look, I, I have a, I have an opinion here. I I think that for the idea of swimming in suits at dual meets is a good idea. I I agree with Bob Bowman and his staff and what they're doing. What I don't agree with is the fact that the other team wasn't prepared to do the same thing. And so what you don't understand, Sonny, in the NCAA is that two coaches get together before the meet and they say, what, what order do you want to swim? And there's, a, there's an agreement between the two coaches. And generally, it's a gentleman's agreement that you say, yep, we want to swim this event, this event, this event. And the other coach says, well, we want to swim these ones. And they say, okay, well, let's pick, let's pick one that suits both of us. And so they pick a lineup. And they agree on it and they sign off on it before the event happens and they let everyone know it's going to happen, right? And I think the same thing should happen here. Now, I understand that Bob probably said up front, hey, we're going to wear suits. But what should have happened is there should have been an agreement to say, we're going to wear them or we're not. And what happens is when two coaches don't agree on the exact lineup, it goes to a default. And in this case, it needs to be a default where both agree to wear suits or both agree not to. And I'm of the opinion that suits should be coming into dual meets. I like it. Uh, I think it's a, it's a new kind of advancement for the sport. Takes us further than where we were back when Doc Councilman was swimming, for sure. And it's exciting. And you saw the crowd. But it doesn't make for a great meet when one team is absolutely beating down the other one, right? Where you have a clear advantage over the other team. And it just doesn't make for fun swimming, you know, uh, especially being on the other team as well, you know, where you're like, you, you know, you're just going to get whooped. Um, so that's that's my opinion here. I think there should be a gentleman's agreement. And if it doesn't happen, then I think it needs to go to a default. Now, the NCA need to step in and create a default here with, to say the suits are either the default or, or no suits are a default. Right. So I don't know. What do you think on that, Sonny? So just quickly before I go any further, dual meets, they're not like 
NCAA doesn't post like a calendar of dual meets, so you get to find out who you're racing. They're like, you know, you're a, you're a head coach of someone, I'm head coach of someone. We get together and we go, let's race on this weekend. Yeah. Let's come together at our pool and let's go head to head, right? So it's Yes, yes, but it goes on your record. So each coach at the okay. end of the season has a record, a dual meet record. Now you can choose who you want to swim against and when yeah. you want to swim them and, and how you want to swim them. That's all up to you. But at the end of the day, that's your record. And yeah. so – for people that don't understand swimming in the NCAA, they, they might look at a football record and say, yeah. oh, you know, the, the Alabama football team went 12-0. and 0. They beat everybody they competed against. Well, it's the same thing in the swim team. You know, if you look at your ranking or your, your dual meet record, someone might, you know, the, the record might reflect, hey, 8-0 and zero, or it might yeah. say 8-1. and one. Now, in Cal's case, they have a loss on their record now because they went up against a team that had completely had an advantage over them, you know, uh, an, an unfair advantage in this sense. And so now Cal on their record has a loss. And this is the national championship team. Now, Dave Durden doesn't care about the the one loss on his record. He cares about winning the NCAAs, obviously. Um, but it's, it's still a thing, you know, if a record is a record, you know? Yeah, um, I, I, that makes sense to me. And um, I guess... At the end of the day, you've, there's a trade-off to wearing a suit and a trade-off to not wearing a suit. And, you know, if 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 Cal knew going into it that they would rather not wear suits than win the meet, then that's on them, right? So I'm not saying I don't agree with your point. I think there should be an agreement. But th that agreement should come into it if, if the player, if, you know, if Dave turns around to Bob and goes, Bob, I want, I want us to race in briefs fair man versus man. Like, I want it to be competitive. Can you not wear jammers? And he goes, no, we're wearing jammers. We're wearing suits. It's, you know, take it or leave it sort of thing. That's different to if Dave's just like, okay, guys, they're going to wear suits to try and beat us. You know, that's what the, that's what it's going to take. And now when we get to NCAAs, we're going to crush them because we get suits. And, you know, it's going to be a different, different ball game. So, like, Dave still turns up to the meet knowing – that that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And based on how they're swimming, let's be honest, you know, ASU would have still won that dual meet in briefs and ASU would have still won that meet with Cal wearing suits. Like I've, I've seen the times, you know, there's not that much difference, you know, like Leon wins the 200 breast by six seconds. He's, he's, he's winning it in a brief. He's winning it in a drag suit, you know, like, you know, a drag suit versus a tech suit on a two breast is not six seconds difference. It just, it just isn't. You know, he could have taken his cap off before the race, and and mm. so I, ASU are in a different place in training than Cal, and that's Cal's way. Cal work hard, they swim slow for th this period of the year, and then they turn up and they, they, they go faster. That that that's what's going to happen. And I, I think if Cal do what they're hoping to do, and that's win the NCAA's this year, they couldn't care less about their their dual record and i'm sure dave has got something out of this for his team you know and that might be that he's fueled his team by like almost look at look at asu wearing suits to beat us in january like it matters and celebrating times in january like it matters um i saw tom shields tweet yesterday like it's all good and everything swimming fast but it only matters if you can do it in march you yeah. know yeah, so, yeah. And, and there will be questions asked if any percentage of ASU swimmers swim slower at NCAAs mm. than they mm. did yesterday. If Leon Marshall goes 334 and Hugo goes 330 and beats him, yeah. there's questions asked, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like, and, 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 and there's going to be people questioning. The reality is whether or not Bob Paddy swimmers wear suits yesterday doesn't affect how we swimmers swim in March, you know, 
what they're doing in training is the affecting factor. Yeah. That's what that's what determines how how tired you are, how how fresh you're feeling, all them sort of things. That the suit is just half a second on a hundred meter event, if that. You know, like yeah. it's <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I get it. Like, yeah, you know, the, the the thing that bothers me is that before the gun went, before the first gun went off, everybody on that pool deck knew that Cal had zero chance to win the meet. That's the, that's the thing that bothers me. You have zero chance to win the meet. Now, when there's different training philosophies, we would come up against Florida, for instance, right? And we would, we would have certainly different training philosophies. But before the first gun went off, you would still think to yourself, hey, we're at different phases and we're at different stages, depending on who, who you're racing. And, and even you may have even known up front that a team got a little bit of rest for you. But in your mind, you're thinking, you know what? There's still a chance. Mm. I still have it. We still have a chance here because I might pull something out today that I don't think I can do when I'm unrested, when I'm when I'm when I'm in hard training, and that's the psychology of swimming. But when you put a suit on next to somebody and you still have that same, hey, you're at different training levels, then you know you have zero chance to win the meet. And that's all I'm saying. When you have a dual meet, when it's one team against another team, and the other team basically says you have no chance to win this thing before the gun goes off, that bothers me. You know, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I completely get it. I just, I'm still, I guess I'm so pro wearing the suits that I, I, mm -hmm. I just think, like, if you want to go into a race feeling like there's anything, anything's possible to happen. And, and I can take you to like my little age group meet yesterday. Devon County Championships, much lower levels of performance than we're talking about here, you know, mm. with, with Cow and ASU. But if I hadn't have had suits on my swimmers, which you can argue is fine because it's January, I couldn't have sold them the dream that a PB was possible. They wouldn't have PB just they, like right. they both PB'd by under point one, my my two senior guys, they wouldn't have PB'd about a suit. But yeah. so so there's no in as soon as you take that suit away, there's no dream of hey, I could actually swim half decently even though I'm knackered from training, right? Mm. Whereas you put the suit on and you can sell the dream. And, and, you know, it goes back to Doc Councilman's sort of psychology side of things that, hey, well, let's just be open to what could happen here. Maybe you swim fast. Maybe you swim a PB. You know, so, like, Dave, Dave's swimmers aren't going to be under any illusion that they're rested if they're wearing yeah. suits. Yeah. But they at least might be able to be sold that, whoa, I could just knock out a season best or I could just knock out an NCAA mm -hmm. qualifying time or, you know, even some of the, the, the younger guys, the newer guys to the program could PB like, and which and I think you saw from Stanford the day before, yeah. you know, Stanford yeah. wore the suits and that's, that's kind of the effect that you had. So yeah. some guys obviously swimming, maybe some best times, maybe some in season best times. The meet was a lot closer. Uh, it was competitive you know, both teams decided at that point they were going to wear the suits, and I and I liked yeah. that. It was it was a good meet, and and again, I'm not taking anything away from the suits. I just think there needs to be a, an yeah. agreement up front. You're both wearing it, or you're both not wearing it at a dual meet. That's it, just a dual meet, just so it's a level, somewhat level playing field. But, you, but as soon as you put the suits on and the other team doesn't, there's zero chance to win. You just yeah. you no, cannot yeah. beat them. You know, I, I agree, and and I'm I'm sure things will start to hopefully fall into place with the rules because this is this is still early ground, and I think the other reason I'm so happy is, you know, Bob makes this tweet, whatever it was, three weeks ago, and, and my first thought is he's going to make this tweet, and then he's going to go go to a dual meet in January and February, yeah. and he'll be wear his swimmers will be wearing briefs, mm -hmm. and nothing in swimming will change. But Bob has been a man of his word. He said he thinks something's a good idea, and then he's implemented said good idea. Yeah. 
not caring. And I agree, you know, there's got to be some sort of gentleman's agreement, but not caring what his competition are doing. And yeah. it's in doing so, he is now paving a way. Because if ASU do anything brilliant at NCAAs now, if they go on and win or get a highest finish ever and all swim faster than they did t- yesterday, then people will be like, well, I want a bit of that sort. So I want to think about suiting up in dual meets. And maybe in two, three years' time, it is just a straight-up expectation that a dual meets you're suited now yeah. and swimming gets faster again and we yeah. the whole world gets faster again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy he, he actually done what he said and he thinks he had a good idea and he's implemented said good idea. Yeah, sure. Well, I can tell you this, without a doubt, he's lit a fire under the cowboys, but you know, those, those cowboys don't like to get beat. No one likes to get beat, but this is, this is the defending national champs. Uh, you know, so like the, these guys, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a fun meeting in June, in March. Um, but listen, Leo, Leo Marchand is the best swimmer in the NCAA. We know that, that, that that's not going to change. I don't think, uh, I don't, I, I don't think anyone's beaten him in March. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be gonna be fun to see him really bust out. I I think he's going under that that um what was it three thirty yeah yeah four thirty three thirty no no it's uh it's three thirty right yeah three thirty yeah yeah so three thirty he's going he's going under that so it's early in the morning I haven't had my coffee yet okay forgive me everybody. Uh, Marshan is going under that mark. Um, he did it at a dual meet and an outdoor pool in the middle of January. Um, and we already, we already know that, look, he's, he's potentially the, one of the best swimmers in the world right now. So Marshan is definitely going under that record again. There's no doubt about that. Um, that's mm-hmm. happening. So, uh, where, where else are we going here? What, what else happened? We've got about another, uh, five minutes or so before my, well, my work I mean, colleagues start coming in. Let's, let's say hi to everyone. Hey. Hey, yep. Andrew. <laughs> yep. Someone said, are you American? No, I'm British. I'm, I'm British. Australian. Well, I'm, I'm American. I do have an American passport. I, I did swear the oath of allegiance. Um, if they wanted me to go fight, I probably would have to go fight for America. So, yeah, I'm American, but I, I live here. But, but I am uh, born in Australia, represented Australia at a couple of Olympics. So, I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle there. We're going to do five minutes of comments now. So if you've got comments, ask us, we'll answer them. Uh, yeah. Luxembourg is a Belgian province, so I'm not that stupid. Um, did any of you follow the Flanders Cup in any capacity? Um, I, I didn't watch any of it. I saw Arno go 26-9-50 breast, which is really quick. Um, mm. I saw some Belgian kid win a, Lux, um, a Belgian <laughs> Luxembourg, a Belgian record. So, yeah, I saw a couple of and okay back. times. And 100 yeah. back, yeah, yeah, 55-0, which mm-hmm. is good. Belgian swimming, but other than that, I don't think there was anything uh, worth getting too excited about. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Cross, hey, local <laughs> Plymouth boy, he's just he'll be a, in the five minute vicinity to me right now. He said, "What do you boys think of Scotland banning tech suits under thirteen? Totally agree that playing fields at that level need to be agreed pre meet." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he agrees too. Yeah, I agree that um, tech suits under thirteen. Uh, look, I, I don't agree with it. Like, if you can afford a tech suit, then buy a tech suit. You know, um, doesn't have to doesn't have to be for everybody. Uh, I don't think it makes major differences at thirteen. Any or a twelve year old. You know, I, I don't think they they fit that well at that point in time. <laughs> they're not they're not making major differences. But uh, and there's cheap ones like the swimsuit guy here can tell you you can buy a. Mm-hmm. Buy a cheap tech suit, you know. It's not. 
I don't think they should have banned that, you know. Yeah, oh, they they have like uh, under thirteen suits. It's like stickers. So like we have the FINA approved sticker for like the senior guys. They have like an under thirteen seal like mm. you can get. Because I think Ireland do it as well. I think there's some rule in USA as well. I don't know what age it is. Basically, there's enough rules, and um, you know you can get like a fifty pounds arena ST suit. It's re- recycled. It's great, um, and it yeah, it's fifty quid. And it's not actually performance, but it makes you at least feel like you're putting something on like the big boys. And I think that's good for your headspace. Beyond that, yeah. no, you don't need a 300 pound suit. No. Yeah. We need to do it. We need to do a um, catch up with Ben Titley. I don't know what he's doing uh, in terms of who he's coaching. I know obviously Ben Titley's going to make an impression wherever he is. So if this kid is swimming with Ben, then I uh, wouldn't doubt it. You know, uh, Ben's going to make an impression with anyone that swims I- with him. So. I, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, my friend Danny, uh, he used to work in Mallorca. He's now working with a group of Spanish swimmers along with uh, Rob Greenwood. Um, mm. and I think his group, his Spanish group, were at the Flanders meet. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, Carlos swims with, with Rob um, and Danny. Um, okay. So that's, that's the go. group. Um, and Alex is the strength conditioning coach. I, I know Perfect. all of them. They're all there lovely guys. So, uh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, let's not put every fast swimmer down to Ben Titley just yet. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Ben's an amazing coach, but yeah, there's others. I, I, there. I, yeah, I, I think that's the group because I saw pictures of that group there. Um, mm. um, Tom, what do I think about the recent development of Chad Leclerc with Dirk Langer after he parted ways with you? Um, look, all I can say is I coached Jack Chad all year last year and he swum in Germany with Dirk for a total of about three and a half weeks. He, uh, I mean, if you've not seen social media, he's in South Africa right now. Um, he's been there since the day the world's finished. He was in, you can check social media. I'm not making this up. He was in Australia for two weeks before uh, World Champs on his home with Matt Sates, on his own with his dad. And then he'd done three weeks before that, maybe four in Germany. And before that, he'd done World Cups and he got to Berlin. So, yeah, uh, I don't think. I think Chad is really good. Um, I coached Chad all year. I think we've done yeah. some great work. And I look, I didn't do anything magic. I just kept him in the water twice a day for a, a year oh. period. And that, that's what ended up swimming, having him swim fast. Um, Dirk isn't keeping him in the water right now because he's not in Germany. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, everyone that ha- has come across Chad knows that he's a, a an extreme talent. And Chad's going to put his mind to anything. But you know, to say that any one of the coaches that has worked with him hasn't had an effect on him is is just rubbish. Every, every coach that's come into contact with him has had a big effect on him, and Sonny had him for a year. So you would think that Sonny had a massive effect on Chad over that year. So, um, yeah, I mean, but, but Chad's definitely a talent, and he's proven that over, uh, you know, a full decade of him swimming. So um, what's this one here? What do you think about Coleman Stewart going to Germany? I, I, I have no idea about this. Is I this didn't know thing? about this at all. Is he going to Germany? Whoa. Is this full time, or is this like has he been like has he been doing some clinics or what? Is like, this, uh, is this breaking news here? Well, who's who's telling us this? I need to get this. I need, need to get some. We need to get this down. Uh, Nate, Nate, if Nate's in the chats, I'm sure he already has been. Nate, find out this info. What's going on? Coleman, I might have to text him. We'll get on. We'll get on him straight after this and text him. See what's going on. Didn't know he had German in his blood. What about this one? Brett, any chance you get back into the college game? No, zero chance. Absolutely. That's like putting a dual meat suit on and, and racing against someone in a suit. Zero, zero chance. Uh, no, I'm not going back to college coaching. 
uh, I left, uh, I left because it, it was a drain on my life. I put in 10 years of it and, uh, and loved it and did it at the place that I, that I loved the most. So I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. I left because it was a massive drain on me. I'd done everything I wanted to do in, in that respect. I'm here in Boston working for the best company in the world right now. Any question, I couldn't be happier and, uh, working in tech and, Mate, I, I love the diversification. You know, the, the the swimming. I love talking about swimming, but uh, zero interest on being on the deck again. Here we go. We've got something here. So I'm just translating this article um, mm -hmm. so we can actually see what it says. But uh, it seems to talk about maybe Coleman is competing under mm. under uh, this Weisbaden team at the upcoming Luxembourg meet. Whether or not that means he's been training with them or is going to be training with them, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to try and translate this article. Maybe it's like a similar thing to what Chad's doing, competing for our team. The 24-year-old will go to the pool for SC Weisbaden for the first time. The Hessians, we have already number, they have a number of international swimmers and are planning to bring him to the German team championships the week after. It might just be a like a, a little agreement where he gets a little yeah. bit of money and competes mm. for them at the national team championships. It's not unheard of. It doesn't necessarily mean that right. he's yeah. yeah. They do similar they do similar things in Brazil where you know some of the top swimmers come down and represent the club for a, a, at the end of year meet kind of thing and get paid a bunch of cash. So that might be a situation here which is which is good good for him. Yeah. Short, especially That's short if it's a short course thing, you know. Yeah. Oh. Look who's in, look who's back in the comments again. Yeah, there's a new glasses. Uh yeah. You know, I'm copying I'm copying dad here. I thought hey, dad, dad. dad looked good. So I'm sure dad's on a beach in India. Is he is he in India right now? He's, he's there for two months. He just got oh. India for two months. God love him, mate. He gets around. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah, there we go. They pay they pay their swimmers. Bundesliga. They pay okay. swimmers to swim for them. Well, there we go. Reese, cheers for the insight. And yeah, yeah, perfect. There we go. All right, listen, I got work colleagues coming in, and uh, I'm intruding on them right now. So this has been a good little catch up. I think we uh, made our points on some of these things. The Aska partnership is out. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'll tell you what I got coming up uh, tomorrow. We got a podcast coming out with Louise Hansen. Uh, catching up with her over in England. She's in England right now training. Um, out, out, out there with you, Sonny. So uh, she's doing a yeah. great job. Had a great chat with her, kind of broke it down. Uh, had a really good talk with a um, very famous uh, journalist over here by the name of Pat Forty. His, uh, his daughter, Brooke, was on the uh, U.S. Olympic team in 21 mm -hmm. um, and uh, had a chat with him about the state of swimming. And we got into a bunch of really interesting topics, uh, including Leah Thomas um, and some other interesting topics we we talked about branding in swimming how swimmers can brand you know increase their brand value and things like this so uh really good talk coming out with him but louise hansen is the next one up and running and then i will say i'll give you a little preview here i did talk to the the main character the real life main character of the man uh who was in black hawk down uh but the man that was actually at uh in mogadishu um on the ground fighting so we did a did a podcast with matt everson eversman um and we 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 talked about uh many different topics but that that's a great one coming out um we it's 
swimming related. We, we related his life and his story to swimming. But Matt Eversman um, had, has an incredible story to share about Black Hawk Downs. We, we did that. So yeah, I've got some fun things coming out, mate. Uh, what about you, Sonny? Anything coming up? I've got two vlogs coming out this week. So yeah, yeah. stay tuned for them vlogs. One of them, I'm looking at how much difference drag socks make. And we're gonna oh, we're gonna okay. time every twenty five with different pieces of equipment and see. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. Um, but there you go. There's, there's YouTube videos coming on my channel, so check them out. And Petra says we should do this more often. Well, we do it every single Monday. This is week three or four already, right? Like, mm. uh, yeah, I think we're up to week four now. So yeah, yeah, we've been going for a little while now. We'll be, we'll be doing this every Monday, whether it's me every single Monday or Sunny every Monday. You know, we'll be doing this show every Monday. Someone will be on it. Uh, it might even be Nate. Nate's in the comments yep. right now listening, but Nate might be on this thing. So depending on schedules and things like that, but this show will go off every Monday and it's just us rambling, talking about swimming, having a little bit of fun, getting in the comments section, letting you guys have a chat too. We might even, uh, you know what, maybe next week we'll pull one of you lucky, uh, yeah. lucky participants in. Um, we might put a link up in the, um, in the comments section next week and pull a couple of uh, people in from around the world. How about that? I always enjoy that. That's fun. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's right. get some, some viewers in next week. Next 8, week. 8 Come US in. Time, 1 PM swim, uh, British time. Yeah. We bring comment. We bring uh, you guys in. Yep. Bringing you in. All right. Thanks mate. Take care. Oh, yeah. Cheers guys. Cheers Bye. everyone.